wanted to join in. Can you, can you just look at your hands, please? You're really good. You're doing that ever so well. <laughs> That's the best I've seen it done. Brilliant. That's it. It's there. That's the answer to this. It's in your hands. The future may be in our hands, but who on earth are we supposed to vote for? You're listening to GNT, the podcast from political blog The Groucho Tendency. Hello and welcome to GNT, the politics podcast from The Groucho Tendency. My name is Mike Indian, I'm the blog's author. On this week's edition, I'm going to be looking at the parties that are standing in the European elections and trying to help you decide how to cast your ballot on the 23rd of May. I'm not doing this to advocate for any particular political party, but rather to give you an honest take about the state of each of the main candidates who will be putting their names forward on the 23rd of May for your vote. European elections have traditionally attracted rather a low turnout in UK politics. Only about one in three to one in four of us actually bothers to turn out on polling day. But these elections are unusual, not least of all for the fact that they were never supposed to have happened in the first place. They're also unusual for the fact that, unlike the other 27 EU states, there's going to be only one issue that's really dominating the election campaigns, and it's the the big B word, Brexit. When you step into the polling booth on Thursday, and I hope that you will do so after listening to this podcast, you really should be asking yourself, because this is effectively a de facto referendum on Brexit, whether you want to remain or leave the EU, because that's how most of the main parties, with one particularly odd exception, have positioned themselves. So with that, let's have a quick run through some of the key parties and where they stand on each issue. Let's say you step into the polling booth on the 23rd of May, and you're keen to press ahead with leaving the EU, that you believe the referendum result from three years ago should be respected. Well, there are really three parties on the ballot paper that you can consider giving your vote to. The first, and most obvious one, is Theresa May's Conservative Party. Her party have been in government since 2010, were responsible for calling the referendum, and have been trying to implement a deal to take us out of the EU. However, on the day that I record this, Mrs May looks to be at the end of her rope. I haven't even got an audio clip of her to play at the election party launch because her party hasn't had one. The Conservatives are widely being derided in the polls for failing to deliver the deal for taking the UK out of the EU. If you felt frustrated with the Conservative Party, then it's quite understandable if you're a Leave voter. Mrs May stood on a very clear Brexit means Brexit platform, but she's been continually frustrated at numerous turns by her own party, and also now by attempts to reach a compromise with Jeremy Corbyn's Labour. This has led to the Conservatives losing some ground compared to more populist and other alternative Brexit candidates, most notably with the great populist campaigner Nigel Farage. So we just yesterday, we hit 85,000 yesterday, registered supporters, all paying £25, working out. We've raised, getting on for £2 million through individual people joining through our website. Um, and and I, I can't think that any other party in the UK has ever raised money like that. Mr Farage is probably the best known candidate standing in these EU elections. He's been an MEP for nearly two to three decades now and has been at the heart of the debate about taking the UK out of the EU for most of that time. Now the Brexit party does exactly what it says on the tin. 
it believes in taking the UK out of the EU as swiftly and as simply as possible. In the parlance of many journalists, this means leaving the EU without a deal. This means that on the 31st of October, which is the new Brexit departure date under the extension agreed by Theresa May, the UK would simply depart the EU without agreeing the terms of our departure, which would cover, say, the settlement of how much money we pay to Brussels, EU citizens' rights, and of course the thorny issue of the Northern Irish border, or without agreeing a free trade deal. That's a no-deal Brexit for you. If that's what you believe in, you'll probably be putting your cross firmly next to the Brexit party because Mr Farage has by far and away been the most prolific media performer of this campaign. You might also recognise another name on the ballot paper, that of the UK Independence Party or UKIP. Now, UKIP used to be Nigel Farage's vehicle. Four years ago in the general election, they took four million votes, finished third, although they only got one MP. They won the last UK European elections in 2014, again under Mr Farage's leadership. But since then, their star has rather waned. Internal ructions within UKIP under their leader Gerard Batten, who is himself an MEP, have seen large numbers of their activists and politicians defect. And one of the reasons why so many are uncomfortable with the direction the rightward swing that UKIP has taken under Mr Batten's leadership is to do with this guy, Carl Benjamin. So it follows then that there is a link between your rape language and potential acts of violence? No, because I was telling a joke. It was very clearly contextually a joke. As you can see, Mr Benjamin is by no means shy of expressing controversial opinions, but let's be clear that Mr Batten's UKIP is a very different vehicle to the rather mustard cord-wearing brigade. It's flirting with a more dangerous alt-right, edgier kind of politics, indeed in dealing almost in post-truth as it were. I'd only caution against casting a vote for UKIP because it's no longer the main vehicle for expressing Brexit discontent. It's unclear how well they'll do in this party without Nigel Farage's magic, but they're expected to do significantly worse than before. But it has tapped into the same anti-establishment sentiment, and it may still find plenty of people who are disconcerted with voices from the inside the Westminster bubble not being straight with them as they perceive it. But what if you want the UK to remain inside the EU? Things get a little more complicated there. The voice you heard at the top of this podcast is an MP called Joan Ryan. She's part of an, the other new party on the block of this election, Change UK, or the Independent Group as they're more commonly known. But they're not really known at all. They've been formed after 11 MPs, 8 Labour, 3 Conservative, defected from their parties back in February. The one thing all these candidates had in common was their belief in a second referendum on the UK's membership of the EU, or a so-called People's Vote. It was thought at the time that this fact might be their clearest selling point, but the party struggled to make an impression so far, you might even notice they don't have a logo on the ballot paper in front of you. But if you're looking for a new kind of centrist politics and to back a new party, you might want to put your cross next to Change UK. But what if you're just looking for an avowed second referendum? People who've long been championing this have been the Liberal Democrats under Vince Cable. Not a great deal as far as see. We're both campaigning, as you say, for a referendum and we want us to remain in the European Union. I think that's also the position of... The Greens, that would be vision of at least some members of the Labour Party. Now you've definitely heard of them. Their fortunes have waned rather a lot in the last decade since they were in coalition government for the first five years. Under the, 20, under the 2015 and 2017 elections, they managed to recover from a historic low number of MPs. 2014, when they were last in government, they only finished with one MEP. But the Lib Dems slogan in this election has become bollocks to Brexit. Outgoing party leader Vince Cable former business secretary in the government, is positioning his party as the clearest advocates for second referendum. 
it should be clear that no party from the ones we're talking about is advocating a unilateral revocation or cancelling of Brexit without a second vote. But the Lib Dems are the strongest vote to cast for this if you believe that Brexit should just be cancelled. Then there's the third option to cast if you're looking for a solid Remain vote, which is the Green Party. Here's their co-leader, Sean Berry, at their recent manifesto launch. The far right are now a sickness in our politics, but the Greens, full of hope, and with a vision of the future that has faith in people's best instincts, we are the cure. Now, as you can hear there, Miss Berry shares the same strong pro-Remain politics of both Change UK and the Liberal Democrats. Indeed, in Vince Cable's clip that I played for you earlier, he was suggesting that there could have been some sort of alliance struck between the parties. This hasn't materialised, and really, if you're a Remain voter, you're faced with a far more confusing menu of options than those who would be voting Brexit would do. This is partly a failing of uh, the Remain parties to agree a single brand. You've also got to look ahead to the fact that they couldn't even agree a candidate for the Peterborough by-election either. However, those are the three strongest Remain parties. But what about this guy? Where does Jeremy Corbyn stand? We should include the option of having a ballot on a public vote on the outcome of the talks and negotiations of what we're putting forward. I would want that to be seen as a healing process and bringing this um, whole process to a conclusion. This is where things get complicated. Labour technically is committed to a second referendum, but only under very specific circumstances. To be absolutely clear, the manifesto that Labour has produced for this election, and remember that not every party that we've talked about so far has produced a manifesto, has committed the party to a referendum only if it cannot secure a general election or if it cannot secure changes to Theresa May's Brexit deal. Labour's position on a second referendum is winningly ambiguous because the party has to hold together a broad church consisting of a largely pro-Remain base in the form of MPs and activists, but large numbers of pro-Leave voters in the North, perhaps as many as 5 million. If you're looking for a party that sits somewhere in the middle, that's looking to deliver Brexit, but perhaps also have a referendum on the deal as well, then Labour is the home for you. The party's constructive ambiguity has left many confused, and perhaps Labour were penalised to the ballot box at the local elections for this reason, but it's been a very politically successful strategy. And who knows, maybe it might even be enough to see Labour pit the Brexit party to the top of the poll on the 23rd of May. So that's a rundown of the key parties standing there in the European elections. Remember, if you're looking for a Leave vote, then you need to be putting your ballot next to either the Conservatives, UKIP or the Brexit party. UKIP or the Brexit party if you favour a no-deal Brexit or leaving the EU without any arrangement. If you're an avowed Remainer and want a second referendum, you're best off casting a ballot for either the Lib Dems, the Greens or Change UK. If you sit somewhere in the middle, your vote probably lies with Labour. I hope this podcast has been helpful for anyone. I'm going to be going over the results with Liam Kay and hopefully in a couple of weeks' time. Until then, please don't forget to check out the website. It's www.thegroucho.co.uk. Until then, I've been Mike Indian. Thank you very much for listening and see you next time.